Hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking With Tech. My name is Chris Bouguet, and I'm recording in my car with... <laughs> Rachel Mada. <laughs> uh, how's it going, Rachel? I'm really excited that we're doing some podcast recording in the car, Chris. <laughs> so why are we in the car together? Well, because Rachel traveled all the way here to Virginia to present at the technology conference. We presented together a full-day presentation with uh, what a wonderful experience we had. In fact, that's who you heard at the beginning of this episode where we asked anyone who wanted to be on the podcast to kind of yell out that they're listening to Talking With Tech, So, which is always a fun thing to do in the middle of our presentation. It is. It's always fun, and people, you can see sometimes when we're saying, you're going to be on the podcast. A little, some people get afraid. <laughs> some people are like, oh no, what does that mean? <laughs> but then we're like, it's fine. We're just going to all collectively shout out you're listening to Talking With Tech. <laughs> so it's super fun. And uh, we had a great experience. It, it, what's so, what makes an experience of presenting to me so great is the interactivity, right? The conversations that we have, because we say this all the time. You and I have a podcast. You can listen to us talk once a week, you know, and you can go back to the five years plus worth of content and listen to us talk. What's much more fun and engaging is to have a conversation together. And that is certainly what happened at the technology conference. When I say technology and it's weird, if you, the way it's spelled is tech with a K. So T-E-C-H and the knowledge with a K. So tech, knowledge, knowledge, K-N-O-W. I don't know why I'm spelling it, but um, you get the idea. It was this, this um, day-long event where we, were, we talked all about designing and delivering AAC, and we had these rich discussions about, um, I don't know, what, what were some of the things you remember from, from what we talked about at the live event? Well, one thing I love about our full day talk, Chris, is that it's never the same talk twice. It's so fun to see how the conversation takes turns to the left, to the right. And it's just the coolest thing about it because we're always having different experiences and sharing. And, you know, a lot of what we talked about and what we usually talk about in the beginning is all about mindset. And the thing that really stuck out to me was it was a mixed group of, of professionals. So we had a lot of SLPs, but we also had teachers and paraprofessionals and OTs. And it's, it was super interesting because I think I saw a lot of evolution in some of the participants that were sharing a lot of their experiences. I think that a lot of people come into AAC and they come into trainings and they don't give themselves enough credit for how much they actually know. Like Heather and Lauren and Amy, right? And especially Melissa. Melissa, at the beginning, this person said, I don't know anything, zero, I know nothing. I just, I, my, my, my answer across the board is zero, I don't know anything. And by the end, it's like, you know a lot. Her, her reflection, her takeaway at the end was, I know a lot more than I thought I knew. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that it's just a nice reminder for everyone who's listening out there. You know, we always kind of um, second guess how much we know and our level of expertise, especially in a field like AAC, where it's so vast, you can't possibly know all the things, all the tools, all the settings, all of the research. But the, the reality is none of us know all the things, right? We know where to find the information and we're constantly trying to grow and learn and challenge ourselves to, you know, develop our skills. And it's just, again, a good reminder that, you know, we know a lot more than the, we think we know. 
For sure, for sure. Now that wasn't the only event that we participated in recently. We also closed up a ongoing webinar series that we had not with one, but with two different school districts, one up in Vermont and the other in Arizona. Um, and so what, did, what were some of your takeaways from those events where we had our final conclusion, concluding webinars? Yeah, I mean, so those were really great. They happen throughout the year. And so it's really fun to follow a school district or an organization throughout the year and kind of keep checking in with them and having, you know, additional webinars throughout the year. And so I really saw a lot of growth with these organizations that we worked with and some familiar faces, especially people who decide to, uh, you know, uh, contribute a lot to the conversation and participate. And it's really cool to to, again, see people's skills grow and people learning new information and then applying it and coming back and sharing everything that they've applied and what, you know, how their their practices have shifted. Um, you know, the Arizona organization, they bought, you know, how many iPads did they say they bought? 200? Yeah, like 200. 200 iPads? And to put AAC, you know, speech generating apps on them. Um, so it's just, it's really cool to see. And it's again, another great reminder that, you know, if we set an intention to continuously learn and grow, it's really awesome to see how that how that can happen over the course of a, just a school year. One of the one of the exciting things about this particular one of the uh, events was that um, both of those were focused mostly on coaching, right? There was a, a large chunk of our time was talking about coaching. And one of the groups said, actually, we have a video. We have the proper permissions. Do you mind if we share this video and you can give us feedback? In fact, the the the. I think it was this, no, it was a teacher. The teacher was working with a child and the speech therapist was filming the experience. And then we had the opportunity to do a little coaching call right there authentically on the actual video. And that to me was awesome. Sometimes we have to do some sort of artificial um, coaching experience, which is fine. It's all fine. People get the idea of what coaching is, but able to do it with an actual child in an actual authentic situation, uh, it was just sweet. It was just so sweet. And I think that particular person, um, I think her name was Nicole, um, I think was like rocking it. You know what I mean? Really doing a great job. And um, got some good feedback. We asked her some reflective questions and she was like, okay, what I think I'd like to do more is add more expansions onto what I'm, what I, what I'm modeling. It was like, yes, exactly. What a great feedback. All right. What are you going to do to make that happen? So it was really a great experience. Uh, I know it was really great to watch the video and it also was a really awesome moment for the group because they were able to kind of celebrate these small wins, which part of, you know, my feedback was, yes, everything I'm seeing in this is amazing, but the actual act of taking a second to have the SLP record this teacher doing this beautiful job modeling during a shared reading experience was so powerful to then share with the team. You can send that video home to share with the parent. And it's like building that momentum within teams is part of what needs to happen in order to be successful with AAC. And so it was just a really cool experience. I love that she shared a video and was brave enough to do that because I can recognize that that, you know, makes you feel a little vulnerable when you are sharing a video of you interacting and especially, you know, in a, in a group kind of professional development situation. Um, so yeah, it was really cool to see and was really happy that she shared. One of the other participants 
participants had mentioned how uh, creating an environment where you are expected to make mistakes and then you can grow from those mistakes is exactly the sort of culture you want to be in, where it can often feel weird or, or, or strange or scary that someone's going to be evaluating you or judging you or making some sort of, um, I don't know, weird thought about how your performance is, is, and instead building a culture around, it's okay to make mistakes. We can't, we can't all know that's the idea is to get better and grow. And certainly that seemed to be the case um, for, the, for this school district uh, where they were trying to create that culture. I think you brought up a really good point, Chris, of this idea of a performance. Like, how are we performing? And so I think that that's oftentimes what it feels like when someone's recording you, when you're participating in a coaching experience. And I think that that is where a lot of people's kind of insecurities and, you know, oh, that doesn't sound like something I want to do. That sounds like something I'm nervous about. And so I think that just like reframing that and, you know, at the end of that, conversation, we talked about this idea that when we are growing and learning, it's usually when we're a little uncomfortable, right? Like growth does not happen when we're sitting in our comfort zone, feeling real cozy. It happens when we, you know, have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. We have to try something new. We have to be open to feedback. Um, And so it was just kind of a nice little bow that we put at the end of the presentation. Which leads us in the interview today. The interview today was educators that reached out wanting to talk about their their implementation of the specific language system first approach and how they could make it even better. So uh, without further ado, here's our interview with Samantha Hagnes and Becky Woolley. Do you love this podcast? We would love for you to take a second and leave us a review on iTunes. That way more people can find this podcast and learn how to support individuals using AAC. We also love hearing from our listeners. It reminds us that all of the hard work we put into this podcast really matters. And don't forget to subscribe so you always know when we release new podcasts. Now let's head back into the episode. Welcome to the Talking with Tech. My name is Chris Bouguet, and today I'm sharing the the room with Samantha Hagnes and Becky or Rebecca. What is it, Becky or Rebecca? Becky, actually. Becky right. Woolley. Right? Am I saying your names correct? Correctly? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Samantha and Becky, welcome to Talking with Tech. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right. So we are the assistive technology department for Mesa Public Schools. We both have a background in speech language um, and hearing sciences, but we have been working together. This is our first year together um, as the assistive technology department. So Becky was in the department last year and I came on this year um, and she is full of ideas. And so we have just we've just created so many things already this school year. It's been awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start. Tell, tell what have you, what have you created? What you've been working on? Okay. So we, um, maybe a little bit of like context or background will help. So in our district, before I start, I started in the AT department last year. So this is my second year. And before that, the, um, speech language pathologist who was part of the AT department had already kind of instituted the specific language first system, you know, approach, um, and had been doing that for years. I think just because that's what intuitively felt effective to him, 
And so our district has been using touch chat as like a tier one, you know, AAC system for a long time. And then um, that actually SLP, he left the district and he went to work for Smartbox or think okay. Smartbox. Yes. Um, so that person is Doug Cutler. Yes. Doug <laughs> Said Cutler. we could use his name. Right. Yeah. We talked <laughs> <him>. <laughs> and he wanted to brainstorm some ideas regarding grid three, which we do use some in our district as tier three AAC, right? When our touch just not meeting our needs for all of our students, it's something that we have access to. So we were familiar with it. We, we've used it a little bit. He came and sat down and was showing us um, their grid for education, which is still grid three, but packaged a little differently. And I suddenly like had this huge, aha moment where I realized that that software could be used in whole awesome ways I had never really thought about before. And Becky was, I was in the other room because someone had come to ask a question and she was like, come here, you have to see this. And I could just like see, I don't know, the light bulbs going off and just like the magic in her eyes. And it was really easy to like get the vision. Yeah. So then <laughs> that vision, I guess, is that we are intending to use grid three as a classroom instructional tool. Okay. So in our in our district, we have um like just big huge TV monitors in every single classroom. And those are actually going to be switched out for they're called new line panels, and they are a standalone device that'll be touch screen. So think okay. of like a cooler version of a smart, I don't know, you know, a more modern version of a smart board. Mm -hmm. it's, an, it's an interactive whiteboard. Yes, yes. Interactive whiteboard. All right. So those are going into all of our classrooms. And so the idea is that I had just been in a lot of preschool classrooms and other classrooms, and I had seen all these barriers with um, me and other SLPs and other service providers wanting teachers to like model on core boards and model on devices during like circle times and classroom routines. And, you know, we've been putting core boards all over the room and we have devices for kids to try to make that easier. And we've got coaching built in and all these pieces, but I'm still watching teachers sometimes play like a welcome song video, which is great and fun. And the kids are doing gestures and maybe singing along. And then we just move to the next activity. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And I think it was the same with like, and now we're going to read a book and they read a book and they just read a book, you know? And so like with our SLP background, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's so many opportunities that we're missing. But I think also like Becky was saying, we're wanting them to model and do all these things, but we have all these barriers because how we have it set up right now is sure. You can use this giant core board or you can run around and model on students' devices, or you can open chat editor, but it's like another step. And that extra step is where we're falling apart. Right. So then, so then with wait, Rick, let me let me yeah. let me stop you there because I think people listening might have some questions. Okay, yeah, so sure. let me play the play the part of a listener in their car huh. going, "Well, wait a second. Okay, so um, let's start with the, the scenario you just explained, where the preschool kids are listening to the morning circle time, you know, routine, and then we move the teacher directed says, "Okay, now we're going to go read a book, right?" And you're sort of painting a picture that that that's maybe problematic in some ways. Um, but I bet about a lot of people listening are like, "What do you mean? That's what preschool is." <laughs> so, so what um what would you advocate would work differently? 
Right. So in my, like what we would love to see is some language embedded into that activity and opportunities for language and communication and learning. So as we're reading the book, more of a shared reading activity where our AAC users can be just as involved as any other participant in the classroom, or we're watching, you know, this fun YouTube video about letters and letter sounds, and we can embed some core language verbs and describe adjectives, um, right into our activity without with it just being all in one spot right there on the monitor in front of the classroom gotcha now is that just to be clear since you were using touch chat and you mentioned chat editor can you explain what chat editor is real quick sure yeah so chat editor is just the companion software that is free to download on Saltillo's website um and it it allows you to create visuals using the same icons that are on touch chat it also will allow you to basically display a touch chat device. It just doesn't have voice output. So that was one of our barriers. Um, it can, right? Like if you have a, if you had a child who's using a Nova chat, right? You can plug it in to get voice output, but in the way that we're using it, um, we don't have voice output. Right? Gotcha. So, so would it be fair to say that teachers were not opening up chat editor and using it for a modeling purposes on the, well, I guess it sounds like you didn't have interactive whiteboards beforehand, but even pointing to things on a, on a TV screen or something that wasn't happening. I, and I don't want to say it wasn't happening, but yeah. it wasn't happening to the degree that we wanted it to. Yeah, right. that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Right. And even when it does happen, like, it's just not fun if there's not voice output sometimes, you know, like it's still my voice. Okay. Or if I'm the one doing it, I found that a lot. Like I'm already talking a lot and you know, like it's, not, it's better to have a different voice. It just really, it seems better. Right. Okay. All right. Another research on that, but I, I think, I think it's true <laughs> that it's better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then also just that idea that like splitting, like, so some of our teachers would know how to split the screen and have like one activity on one half of their monitor and chat editor on the other half. And then Maybe some are comfortable toggling between two different things, but that's not as intuitive or easy for all of our teachers. Right. And then we're still running in the into the issue of, we and we still are going to be doing this, but we still need to get that idea across the boat. Like, what words should we be modeling and which ones are the important ones? And so by using Grid 3, we're able to sort of already pick that out for them. Tell me more because I'm not familiar with the Grid 3 for education. Yeah, do you that think that it would be helpful? Changes? If we share our screen while we're trying to describe that or it's just better. talk about it. It might be better just to talk about it because sure. then you'll have okay. to be forced to describe it rather than me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just going to open up a page to help us then um, <laughs> so we as we're going through this. Okay. <laughs> so imagine that um, on your big, huge screen, like two thirds of your classroom screen, you know, or monitor is able to pull up anything you want from the web. So a YouTube video, an article, a news article, whatever you want. Okay. And then around that two thirds, underneath it into the left or right hand side of it, you have um, picked symbol-based icons with voice output. Okay. So I've got like core words underneath where my, um, dis you know, my uh, web-based display mm -hmm. or video or article is. You've got core words underneath it. And then maybe I've got some fringe words to the right-hand side of it. And then maybe some options to go to an enrichment activity. Okay. Um, or, and, or, and also we have like a keyboard, right? So right, right there on that same screen, we have access to some like literacy 
just right there, click of a button. Now we've opened up this big keyboard um, that then everyone. All right, some clarifying questions. So the, the yeah. keyboard would be an and or. Is it is it and <laughs> or is it or? Well, right now it's or, but it will be and. <laughs> we are going to build it into all the pages. Yeah. Okay. So you're yeah. saying you would build these pages. Yes. yes. So let me just, let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So let's say I'm a preschool teacher and I want to do a lesson around um, the words up and down right? Like I, I've decided I'm going to teach up and down and, or yeah, let's say up and down. Um, and so I have this great book that has things go up and down. I can have this book, this Tar Heel reader book that I've created, have that in one window. And then I can have all sorts of core vocabulary, um, and maybe fringe vocabulary around the periphery that sort of ties to the book. Yes. yes. Right. So you might have the word like turn, like turn the page up and down clearly. Right. Um, and maybe some fringe vocabulary related to the book that's, uh, you know, if I'm going up, there's an elevator. So elevator, right. right? That those sorts of things. Is that how you, is that a good description? Is that what you're That doing? is a good yes. description. And I just, I don't know that we clarified this. So we said that we have to build it. And so the really cool thing about grid for education or just grid three in general is that one, they have online grids already. So you there's just a huge database and sort of like in the same way that like BoardMaker online would be, right? So I can go in and I can pull grids that someone else has already created. But what we're also able to do as our AT department and hopefully collaborating with other people who, you know, speech therapists and teachers who are really excited about this and OTs is we're going to be able to create this And then we are going to be able to share it out. Like, so it can be online, but we can also just email it out. And so what we have then created is really easy for everyone to access. Okay. Okay. Continue on, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think then... And so our administration has been really great. I think oh my like, gosh. that's just something I <laughs> amazing. We presented this idea to them, like we want to build in this really fun, like classroom support so we can take like things to the next level, I guess, mm-hmm. right. With our, with AAC and assistive technology in our district. And they were on board and all excited to yeah, do it. Because our original vision was really preschool because our preschools are kind of changing next year in the district as a whole. And they really wanted to like emphasize visuals and visual supports. And we were like, yes, that's great. But also let's look at this because we think we can even do more than what people are imagining. Um, So then we shared it and like everyone, everyone wants it, right? Every single director was like, yes, I can see this. We want this. We want this. And so we're actually going to try to do this for all of our self-contained classrooms and our preschool classrooms. Okay. Okay. So that's a big rollout. And that's part of why we reached out to you because we have never, Samantha or I, ever rolled out a software and at this capacity right. to our district. And we're like, okay, <laughs> we would like to do it well <laughs> and not just overwhelm people and make sure that like we're considering all the different things that we maybe don't even know we should be considering. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here's some initial thoughts. All right. I'm going to the coach these coax these th- what's the right word i don't know i'm gonna put these <laughs> thoughts um in question format right so my first question would be um are you thinking of using this instead of chat editor or in addition to chat editor well so we'll touch chat on ipads will still be our like tier one aac 
Um, but I don't know. Chat editor would maybe still be used on like a teacher's just normal laptop to create a visual or to print out or something like that. But I think that as far as putting it up for whole group instruction and to have up for the whole classroom to see, this would probably replace chat editor. Yeah. And I don't think we mentioned that, but another grid that you can have is, so they have word power built into grid three. So that can't go onto an iPad, but it can go on these classroom screens that we have. So when the teacher isn't using this as a teaching tool, right? When we're not watching our videos, when we're not reading our books, what's going to happen is they will just have word power 60 um, on this giant screen. So there is a giant communication board that is robust for any student to access throughout the rest of the day. When you say touch chat is your tier one, is it with word power 60? Yes. Gotcha. So you'd be so okay, because I think that was uh, something that I, I was not clear to me is that mm-hmm. when we know with modeling, right, that it's not just modeling anything; it's modeling the words in the same location on the student's tool, right? So if I'm saying go, I got to model where go is, and so that was the first thing that sort of came up to my in my mind when we we're thinking about like, well, go, or I guess if we stick to up and down if up is in a different location and it's not in the same place as my tool, I'm sitting there sort of ex- being in the experience. Am I really learning where up is? Is it really being modeled for me? And what are your thoughts on that? So word power 60, like when we have just the communication device up, it will align well with touch chat, mm-hmm. like grid threes, you know, mm-hmm. word power 60 and touch chats are going to align really well. Um, as far as like when it's just the peripherals around your learning objective, it's a it's a different setup. It is it's not going to be the exact. Same it's mobile. not going to be the exact same. But for we did try to keep it. So we only have two lines at that core, but we tried to keep it as consistent as possible, right? So if there were an option to keep it in the same place, we did, and it's the same like general layout, right? So I mean, we do have I and you as I'm looking at this on the left in yellow, and then we have you know some of those verbs, and so some of them are in the same location but they're not all in the same location. Um, But I do think as we're teaching this, right, the teacher can absolutely be modeling go on this in the front of the room. And then hopefully, right, we do have IAs in the classroom who could also then be modeling on the student's personal devices. Okay. So I think there are ways that we can like build that in, but yes, we yeah, we hear what you're saying. We <laughs> do hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, because that also kind of aligns with the motor plan, right? Keeping the buttons in the same spot. So the idea of modeling on uh, on WordPower 60, that sort of really resonates with me. Like, yeah, because it's in the same spot. I'm seeing it in the same place. I don't have to do as much hunting around. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see an eventuality where maybe every teacher has access to an iPad with touch chat with word power 60. So like you said, the 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 paraprofessionals or the teacher themselves could have the grid behind them, but then also mm-hmm. modeling on an iPad with that word power 60. So you're having a, a multimodal experience. Let me ask this question is, again, not being familiar with uh, grid for education, what's the symbol set look like? Is it a different set of symbols than word power 60? No, no. it's symbol sticks. It's okay. It's still symbol- yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, font look the same. Li- it looks the same. Their font changes a little bit. That's one thing we have to like decide if that matters, right? Like, cause it does look a little different when you look at it. It's like, wait, is that the same? But it is right. Like some of the icons have moved, but it's, it's pretty consistent. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Probably we thought about that. Like, do we want to change the font so mm-hmm. that it's just the same or yeah. I don't know if the fonts are going to make that big of a, I don't, I don't, but, it looks, but when you see it right away, like, I feel like people have a hard time believing me that it's the same. They're like, well, is it going to line up with this horror that you created for the whole district? I'm like, well, it does. They're like, but it doesn't look the same. I'm like, look again. Right. Like it does. So just for that buy-in would be the, just so people get yeah. that. It's the same. It could be one more barrier that people are sure. hanging their hat on as opposed to, <laughs> right. like, so you could just eliminate that barrier if it was the same thought. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Well, okay. Well, I mean, it sort of makes sense to me with the idea that um, that if you're modeling on the similar system, I, I'm a little concerned about the outside, like that it's not in the same spot. But I don't have enough evidence to say that that wouldn't. I mean, have you have you done some pilots here where you've tried it in some places? We're not there yet, but hopefully, like that's the goal. That before the end of the school year, we do try this out in some of the classrooms before we push it out to everyone. I would, I, I, something I would be considering would be, can, how does a teacher manage modeling on a system and modeling on the grid three layout together? Do you know? And that's what I'd want to maybe try in a, I would, I would invite you to try in a pilot sort of way. You know, we've got some champions that are going to rock and roll with this. We know who our first, uh, um, our, our early adopters will be right. You know what I mean? Let's, let's, let's try it in this small sort of focus group and then get feedback. Um, that might be really a great way to tweak things. And then also when you're asking about a question about a larger rollout, if you decide to roll this out in a much larger scale, well, now you've already got these champions. You've already got proof of concept. You've got little videos you can show people of how it's supposed to look and how it's supposed to work um, rather than sort of go whole hog everywhere first only to find out, well, how it's supposed to work. I don't know. Most people, most teachers are going to fall in the, I always think of educators, well, really anybody on a bell diagram, you know, a bell curve. Most are going to fall in that middle swath of like, I don't know. So I would find those early adopters get proof of concept, get feedback from them, get them on board as your champions, and then bring the rest of the crew crew on board, right? Yeah. yeah. And I just, I feel like I don't envision, like in my mind, and Becky totally chime in, um, but I don't necessarily envision that we're going to have a teacher who's going to, so we have this grid pulled up right now, right? And it has like and go on it. So I don't know that I envision that the teacher would say, would model go on this grid and then open up the other grid that has word power and necessarily model go in that instance. But I think what having those core words pulled out is going to do is it will help the paraeducators, right? The other adults in the classroom know, oh, now that's what I need to be modeling for this student. And so they have core boards that align with the student's devices, or they have classroom devices where they can model. But I don't necessarily think we're going to have a teacher I mean, sometimes like, it'll be great if they have that pulled up, but I'm picturing like this instance where we have this welcome song. I don't know that they'll necessarily be doing both. Does that make sense? Yeah. That logic sort of tracks with how shared Tar Heel Reader works. So if, if, if our listeners are not familiar, that is Tar Heel Reader is a place where you can make online books. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like a, think of it as a switch accessible slide deck, right? And uh, the original version, it's just, and you can still access this. It's just pictures with text. You hit, uh, you can either, you know, uh, hit an arrow key to move through the slides or through turn the pages, or you can use a switch. It has speech output. But in the most recent version, they've added 
symbols that go underneath. And the symbols are not meant to say, well, this is the, uh, it's not meant to uh, take the place of AAC. It's meant to help you understand what words you could use to model on the AAC. And it sounds yeah. like that's what you're going with, as yeah. long as the teachers are actually modeling on something similar or not the teachers is somebody is that oh, yeah. the the learners are uh, experiencing that my my fear would be that they wouldn't right so it'd be something you'd want to bake in right from the beginning is you know in your in your test study cases why i think a, a pilot might be really beneficial is i can see the two of you kind of just sitting back watching and be like oh they're never touching that they're never touching word power 60 how are we actually modeling anything do you know what i mean uh -huh. um and then then go back to that or, or maybe i'm wrong like maybe like oh my god they're doing it all the time chris is totally <laughs> unfounded here in his worries because look at how much they're modeling it do you know what i mean um then you have some sort of proof of concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm thinking one of the reasons that I saw it and was like, oh, so many good applications was because like I'm sure other districts experience or in general, sometimes getting any modeling is can be a little bit of a challenge, right? We have really fantastic teachers um and we're trying to build capacity and i was hoping and the hope at least part of my vision was that having something on their computer where it's all kind of built in for them they've got like their activity with poor language right there would maybe help build some of that capacity and help them start to just be comfortable communicating in pictures and modeling some picture language for their students Mm -hmm. um, I think it makes a lot of sense. It's sort of like a, a little cheat sheet that you've created. Like, these are the words you model, right? We, right. Rachel and I advocate for something similar. So are you familiar with Upgoer 6? Have you ever heard of Upgoer 6? Mm -hmm. All right. So do a Google search if you want to do it right now, because I know you have a, a, another window open. Just Google <laughs> Upgoer 6. And what it is, it's a it's a free web tool where you can type in a sentence. And when you type in a sentence, it then provides that sentence in a color-coded fashion with the more frequently used words in green and the less frequently used words, the fringe vocabulary in red. And so we advocate for typing in something. Are you looking at it? You see? No. no up, up, go, or six? Up, goer, like G-O-E-R, up, goer, six. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <We got> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> um, so you type in a sentence, right? And it's going to then produce that sentence in a color-coded fashion where the most frequently used words are green and the more infrequently used are red um, with a sliding yeah, scale there right. where the more frequently the darker green and the more uh, fringy the word, the darker red, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We could then, you, could, you could print that cut it out, stick that into a book, right? You type So if you had typed in the words in a book and now you say model the green words, right? Don't worry about the red or eventually we'll start modeling on that keyboard you were talking about. Let's start typing those red ones into the, uh, but just to get started, just model the green words, paraprofessional. You're, you're lapping everyone who's not modeling if you model the green words, right? So mm -hmm. that same idea is what you're talking about here is like, see these words up here? This is your cheat sheet, model these words, right? As long as that's how it's used and it's not used um, 
for well if i just put if i just push this thing then if i meaning if i just push it uh i've created this grid that's on the outside and it doesn't really match the layout of the aac user's device um that's where it might be problematic is a tool as a cheat sheet yes as a model here and it should translate over here i think i think that might be I, i'm not sure that would work Sure. Yeah. Yep. Right. Fair. Yeah. And I think one thing that we could do as we're talking, I'm thinking, so I have this grid open, right? And you can really easily, we can link it very easily to word power. So like there, we have this grid open, we have our video very quickly, they can press this button and it can open word power. And then maybe, I mean, we could even do something with borders to make these same core words, right. That are on this page really pop. So I had them here. I was modeling them right as the song was playing. And now I click on my word power and now I see them and they're popping and I'm remembering, oh yeah, like that's what we were saying during that song or whatever. Right. Sounds exciting. I'd love to, you got to come back on and talk about how it's working after you implemented it, how this, um, I mean, well, what, first of all, let me ask you, what are you thinking about the pilot? Does that resonate with you or are you like, Oh, absolutely. Oh. I, that's definitely something we want to do. And it's on our list to talk to the director about what we're meeting with on Friday. So I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, I think it will give us a lot of good information. Mm -hmm. Um, and the cool thing about, Grade three is that there is a free 60 day, I think it's 60, it might even be a 90 day trial, but there's a nice trial, right? That would get us close to the end of the school year, right? So and, we can we can try this for now. And you know a guy. You know a guy. And we do know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. so true. But that just, I mean, that just helps us, right? Like really try this out. Yeah. And see mm -hmm. and see what happens with it and make sure that it's not just we're only talking here now mm -hmm. <laughs> never on our individual devices because mm -hmm. yes i don't want that to happen but i do want modeling to happen and more language to be embedded in the activities right let me can i ask some other follow-up questions here yes. when i when i sort of suggest these champions did, did names pop into your mind like are you already like yeah we know who we're gonna ask you know we do i do have some <laughs> my ideas yeah oh when they listen back to this episode they'd be like oh they were thinking of me i know all <laughs> <laughs> right oh, okay um what do you think the timeline looks like for something like that i mean we're recording now it's uh the middle of february because that'll be part of the rollout right mm -hmm. so we would want to pilot soon we would want to start piloting um soon 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 like yeah within the next couple of weeks maybe. yeah start at least introducing it to some classrooms, mm -hmm. how that goes. And then in an ideal world, we would be rolling out at the beginning of next school year. Yeah. Cool.